Welcome to Wixploiting. My name is Chuck Wick, and with me I have my brother Paul Wick Present. and our producer Caleb. We are going to be discussing political issues on the local, state, federal levels. Can I talk? Uh, I'm the host, so I'll do as many talk, as much talking as I want. I'm not sure I enjoy that. Well, uh, I, uh, I, 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 uh, you can argue about who's going to do more talking later. We have a show to do. You'll hey, get we're brothers. Of- we're going to argue. That's fine, but the people on the on the other end don't want to hear you guys arguing right now. They'd rather hear about a good conversation that you guys All have right. planned for them. All right. You're right, Caleb. All right. Chuck, well, let's uh, get to the topics. Okay. We have a great show planned for everybody today. Today's topic is we're talking about gun laws and gun rights in the uh, United States and the state of Ohio. Uh, We're going to start off with talking about the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Um, As it is written, it is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So today we have dad, a special guest, Gary Wick, our dad. Uh, tell us your thoughts on the Second Amendment. Uh, my thoughts on the Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, the Second Amendment was uh, part of the Constitution. Uh, the first law that came into effect for gun laws was in 1939. And that was when uh, they banned guns, automatic weapons, because of gangsters. Okay. Well, that's interesting information I didn't know already. I don't think any of us did. And, you know, in my opinion, what this is trying to um, entail here is just basically saying that the right for people to uh, protect themselves, keep and bear arms, is shall not be infringed. Infringed meaning you cannot take it away, cannot uh, put regulations on top of it, cannot um, touch that uh, right in any way. Um, so I think a lot of the laws that we actually even have in today's society, today's states, um, also uh, infringe upon those rights. So, yes, uh, the infringement of rights on the Second Amendment is the, is the crucial part of the Second Amendment. And when we have such other rights as enumerated in the Constitution, the Second Amendment was put in place to protect the other rights. Gun ownership, first of all, gun ownership and gun safety, people kind of put the two hand in hand. And I don't like that because if you own a gun, you are reasonably... Uh, knowing of the gun and have some kind of safety understanding of it. That's now Caleb is looking at me like I'm a dumbass, but <laughs> Dad, you got some thoughts on that? Well, gun safety used to be a thing that uh, was brought up uh, when you were young. The Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, also 4 H had gun programs in them. And they taught children how to, to uh, 
uh, use guns, how to, how to safely protect themselves with guns. Uh, so it's, it's changed in so much now that uh, uh, the youth is not told, is not given the uh, experience of uh, gun safety when they're young. So it's, it's, it's a different world now than it was. Also, the, the uh, amendment to the Constitution was for a well-regulated militia. So that had, brings up the subject of what does that mean? And it means a lot to different people. Because uh, some people say if you're not in a militia, then you shouldn't own a gun, uh, that it doesn't protect you. So uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a hard thing to, to go over. Uh, and like I say, the, the first uh, law for guns was in 1939. And that was uh, to, take, to try to take guns away from uh, gangsters that was using machine guns and, and uh, bear, uh, browning automatic rifles and stuff like that away from the, from the uh, gangsters. But it didn't help. All it did was <laughs> keep them from uh, honest people. Right. I was right. Saying, so gangsters well, still had access to guns, just like today's gang members yeah, have access right. to and guns. And you brought up the point of the well-regulated militia. So what do you feel that that means? Well, it means different now than it did back then. Mm -hmm. Back then, they were putting it in because we had just got out of a uh, war with uh, England. And uh, we're, we were just, we needed people to have at least one gun and some ammunition in their house in case we were ever invaded again. So uh, that was the main purpose of it. But then uh, you can't, you can't regulate, uh, in today's age, you can't regulate the guns. Uh, all you're doing is keeping the honest people from having guns and uh, the criminals are always gonna get guns. Mm -hmm. They're either gonna buy them or they're gonna make them. There's so many machinists out there that can make their own guns that it's, mm -hmm. it, you're not gonna keep it away from them. So uh, all the laws that they've passed with, uh, for uh, gun control has been for honest people. It's not been for gangsters. They don't care. Right. They, you know, the criminal, criminal will get a gun, he will buy a gun, he will make a gun. But the uh, um, honest people, they'll keep from getting guns and they'll keep getting robbed and, you know, it's right. just an ongoing thing. They won't have a way to protect themselves well, it's, uh, it's, from the criminals. The criminals are always going to get weapons, as you said. I mean, they'll steal them, they'll make them, they'll buy them. Um, there's black market, there's other countries they can get them from. If they're a um, well-funded uh, gang of some sort or, you know, an organization of some sort, terrorist organization, they're going to be able to find the money and get that, uh, get those weapons, whether the law says it or not. Um, as you said, I agree. It's uh, you know, law is only going to be followed by law-abiding citizens. That's why we have the term law-abiding citizens. Without you know the law abiding, you are no longer someone who's going to follow a law. So it doesn't matter what law you make; they're just not going to follow them. Uh, and people think about this amendment like. You're, everyone is in New York City walking down one of the five bureaus with hundreds of people around. Did you say bureaus? Yeah, I wasn't going to call you out on that, but thanks, Gil. <laughs> it's borough. Borough, not bureau. Well, bureau. screw you too. Bureau is like so, FBI. <laughs> you too, Bubba. Walking around the FBI. The CIA. So, some, 
you know, that's what people think about this when they think about guns. It's not always like that. That mm -hmm. is what a one in a hundred to one in a thousandth percentile of the population of America. So, Dad, your grandma carried a two-shot uh, pistol in her apron. Uh, sorry, six-shot <laughs> pistol. He's, he's like, that's a Dad, Dad's correcting me, which is, always happens. I mean, who am I? I don't know anything. Dad, Dad's here for me to know things. Uh, six-shot pistol. She a, uh, had a thirty-two revolver that she carried with her on the farm. Because it was just her and Grandpa there at that time. And, but it uh, wasn't always just for people. It was for muskrats. It was for a, a wolf on the distance. It was for anything coming onto your property. Yeah, it could be used for that. Yeah, yeah. But in in a, in a course of time, things have changed so much that uh, people don't realize just... When, when I was in the, like, uh, grade school, it wasn't uncommon to see people driving pickup trucks with shotguns and rifles in the, in the back window. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it, that was a normal thing. And, and it wasn't uncommon for guys to leave school to go out hunting mm -hmm. uh, during hunting season. Mm -hmm. But uh, now it's completely different. Uh, people don't look at guns like they did back then. Uh, they look completely different at them, and uh, they they don't go to like say they don't go to safety courses like the Boy Scouts had, like the Girl Scouts, like the 4-H. Those places had uh, uh, safety courses that you could go through. Yeah, even uh, I've seen videos where they talk about how there was training in schools mm -hmm. um, where they would do gun safety, they would do um, you know learning how to shoot, learning how to be accurate with it, um, so that you know, you would be able to use that weapon and not harm anybody uh, unintentionally. Um, so I think that's the main focus in safety is making sure that you're not going to unintentionally harm someone. Um, I mean, a weapon is obviously used for protection. It's used for um, the end result being, you know, eliminating a target. But, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where you harm somebody that you were not intentionally wanting to harm um, so all right well we're gonna move on to the next topic which is um, Ohio gun laws uh, we're gonna talk about since we're in the state of Ohio um, we're gonna talk about a few of the laws that already exist in our state in this state we have to get a permit to be able to uh, carry concealed um, you can open carry in the state without a permit um, but that firearm must be completely visible uh, to anyone who approaches you. Um, and it also needs to be, if you're carrying it in a vehicle, um, it needs to be off your person, locked in a compartment of some sort, um, and you must notify uh, a law enforcement officer if you are pulled over uh, for any reason. Um, there is issues with uh, not being able to take uh, weapons into certain areas like schools, uh, courthouses, uh, things like that. I think that's just for the protection well, of the people. Well, those are banned. That, those yeah. are banned. They're not um, issues. It's banned. No, it's just it, it's not allowed. Um, and those are things that are also being proposed in, in further laws, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and currently your employer cannot 
um, ban you from being able to take your weapon to in your vehicle uh, to work, but you cannot take it into the via in, into the facility without their approval. You can keep it in the vehicle while you're at work. Um, that way, you would have it for purposes of protection on your way to and from work. Um, the idea is there that you know you're not going to be able to take it into work um, for. Uh, safety reasons with other employees and the uh, I would assume the liability that comes with allowing people to take weapons to work if someone were to get injured that would be liability on that company as well um, now there are I don't see a liability there but you know I can see that people would think there's a liability there you're still in the Spans of the work, it's that person's st still constitutional right to keep and bear arms to go and carry where they please. You know, it's it's uh, uh, case in point. My work allows us to constitutional well uh, permit permit carry, concealed carry into work and that it came from in texas that where our owner and leadership is it came from there was down the street from the headquarters down in texas they had a shooting at a job site and then our uh owner at the time said well if they can shoot up that place and nobody can, you know, make a valid, you know, they, they can't defend themselves, then we're going to allow all of our places to carry guns. Mm -hmm. If they're, of course, you know, by law, allowed to carry guns. Right. And a lot of workplaces also have active shooter training of some sort, um, understanding how to identify a situation like that. And uh, also, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you can protect yourself uh, is important. Um, the only issue I see with uh, trying to protect yourself in an active shooter situation is when the police, um, you know, uh, break into the place and, and are ready to take down the shooter, um, they're not going to take the time to identify whether you're a civilian or whether you're the shooter yourself. Um, so if you actively have a weapon and you're discharging it, you're most likely going to be caught in a situation where the police are going to assume you are the shooter and most likely take you down. Um, so that is that is a downside to that situation. But in the situ in the, in that situation, in my opinion, I'm willing to take that risk in the fact that it's important for me to protect myself and it's important for me to protect my coworkers um, from a situation like that, uh, an active shooter. Okay. Dad, yeah, thoughts on that? Well, as far as uh, the police entering your house, they, they should have, if they're going to enter your house, they should have a warrant anyhow. They will identify themselves before they come in. So uh, it is not a case where, like you, like a robber would, would uh, come in your house and just, uh, you know, come in through a window or something and uh, uh, try to steal from you or whatever they would want to do. Uh, so uh, it's a little bit different police coming than it is for a illegal person to come into your house. So uh, it's uh, if you're gonna if the police identify themselves to come into your house, you don't draw a gun. 
if uh, if an intruder comes into your house, well, you know, so be it. But uh, <laughs> right, uh, they uh, they need it, uh, in an active situation. So and I draw my firearm and take somebody down. What what should be my next steps? Well, if you shoot somebody or kill somebody, you should lay your firearm down mm-hmm. and exactly. uh, wait till the the police arrive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in, unless you're okay. in a in sort of a gun battle with them or something, well, right? You know, but anytime the police come in, you should lay your firearm down. And, yes, correct. And uh, let them take over. But also, it comes to the fact that if somebody breaks into your house, how long is it going to take for the police to get there? Right. You know, it's it's a it's a thing where you know, you call the police, and uh, of course they aren't waiting out front of your door when you call. So it's going to take them a while to get there. So what do you do till they get there? And that that's the big question right there. But Ohio has the uh, stand your ground, uh, stand yeah. your ground law. Stand your ground law. Yes, Chuck's got it over there. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, describe that. Um, the Ohio Standard Ground Law, Ohio became the 36th state to no longer require people to retreat before they can justifiably hurt or kill someone with a gun in self-defense. Um, so basically what they're trying to do here is allow you the ability to uh, fully protect yourself without um, fearing repercussions from it um, and fearing that you're going to end up in you know prison or even worse um, based on the fact that you've acted to protect yourself or your family. Um, so I think that's a very important law. I think that helps in a lot of situations where somebody is going to, um, you know, ha- has prepared themselves to react in a situation and they um, are, are not have, do not have to fear uh, that those, those consequences that could come from that. Um, do you have any I thoughts think, on that, Paul? I think it's great to understand the law though because I have heard too many stories of well they were on my property Mm. okay yeah they were on your property but they're still 150 yards away from you right they're not currently threatening you they're not currently threatening you yes and that's part of the what they're talking about here and you want you want to know that this is involved with a situation where you're currently under threat of harm or death yes and you're not reacting overly based on a verbal argument or even maybe a physical altercation mm-hmm. um, that is not going to result in death right so those are that's an important it's, part of that law I believe it's but it, but it's misunderstood from a right. Just a local person's heard, well, stand your ground. Yeah, okay. Well, yes, you can stand your ground. That means if I come at you, then you can defend yourself against me. Mm. That's what stand your ground means. And that's what the Constitution was always about anyhow. Right. The Second Amendment was never about going out and killing people. No. It was always about defending. Defending the nation. Defending the nation. As Dad said, we just not, came off of a war. Not even just defending the nation. Right. Defending your homestead. Yeah. Defending your people. Right. Defending your wife, children. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife's a better shot. 
I'm a little mad about that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I hate I mean, that. You're, you are he he was in the military, but he was in the Air Force. So. And, and he wears glasses at his <laughs> Just keep, I mean, we have, you know, <laughs> things. I, I think he's butthurt now. He's, um, um, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at our new logo, you can they see it's a like fire talk. But uh, it should be defending your and yours. But defending property is a gray area. Well, and yeah, if, that's true. If somebody true. just, I think this is more for for for, uh, for defending life, right? Preventing death, um, in a situation where it's not necessary, um, and and allowing you to protect your family, protect your your own property. But um, let's move on to the next uh, topic we had in this. Um, Ohio ha- the Ohio House committee passed legislation Thursday that would allow most Ohioans who are 21 years of age of, or up. Uh, to lawfully again. carry a concealed firearm. Um, it's basically what's going on is uh, currently um, the law allows Ohioans to carry concealed weapons after completing eight hours of training and submitting an application to their county shell- sheriff who conducts a background check. Um, if this is passed, it would remove the training and application requirements for anyone who is of age and not prohibited from carrying a weapon by state or federal law. Uh, this is basically referring to felons um, of violent crimes that um, are more than more likely to use that weapon in, in a way that uh, would be detrimental to um, society. So basically what we're looking at here is trying to remove the permit um, as well as the application and the training that goes along with that um, and allowing people to have what is called a permitless carry or a constitutional carry um you know referring to the fact that the constitution does not does not require any type of training or require any kind of application um or does not even detail that uh felons can't carry um the the constitution just states that a well-regulated militia and you know the right for people to bear arms shall not be infringed that Um, that law doesn't say that but uh, other laws say that felons can't own guns so right it, it, it right. doesn't have to I'm, say that. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just stating what the oh, what the Constitution yeah, yeah, yeah. says. And, and um, I completely agree with the fact that felons should not be allowed to carry weapons right. uh, no, or own weapons that, or anything like that. I um, mean, they're going to have, you know, if, if it's a felon, they're going to have a gun whether they legally have it or not. It's And it's unregulated, so... Yeah, I mean, it but comes what, back to the same thing we said earlier where criminals will get guns no matter what. But the, the thing that kills me again is here's another law we just talked about last week where you had to be 21 and up. Right. You could be 18 to get a driver's license. You could be 18 to sign up for the military and put your life on the line. You could be 18 to do other things. But to smoke marijuana, to drink, to gamble, to have a permitless gun carry, you had to be 21. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just set everything at 21? What, why, why is this there? I mean, another, or, or set everything to 18. Right. Another podcast. I, it's yeah. just, it frustrates yeah. me. You know, 18 what to 21. What do you think about yes. the constitutional carry? Well, I don't, I don't like the new law for uh, Ohio because of the idea that you got people out there with no training whatsoever mm-hmm. just carrying a gun around. I know people that have a concealed carry uh, license that uh, can't shoot. You know, can't couldn't hit their ass with both hands, and uh, you know it's it's just uh, it's ridiculous. We have a cousin like one, that too. One thing that it helps is that if you got a concealed carry license, 
they have it uh, registered on your license plate. So if a, mm -hmm. if a police officer comes up, pulls you over for speeding or whatever, flat tire, uh, uh, for turn signal or something, they know you have a concealed carry in the car or truck or whatever you're driving. And mm -hmm. so there's no tension there. Whereas if you do away with the concealed carry mm -hmm. uh, laws, you got everybody carrying a gun of some kind that uh, they don't know how to use. And uh, it's, it's not just not good for law enforcement or for other people. Who proposed this law, Chuck? Was it Republicans? It was. Yeah. But, and that makes no sense. I I can I have to go against my dad on this one. Uh -oh. um, I think that you get released from the hospital when you're born with a social security number and a gun. You should get a gun. What? Everybody needs a gun. <laughs> everybody needs a gun. Every child. This is woman. why he's not in public office, everybody. Well, that's why. Yeah, actually, this is one <laughs> But everybody needs a gun. So let's just everybody. It is not just for you to shoot somebody. It is a preventative measure for somebody to not shoot you. Because where are the most... Where's the most crime? Big cities. Yes, they can't have guns. They well, know you don't have a gun. Yeah. So, but so, but they're getting them from other places, and the criminals have. No, no. There's, there's the no, criminals have guns. Yes. Because there's no restriction. Good. But I don't think everybody should have a gun. You got everybody to have a gun. Let them get trained to have a gun. That's you fine. know, you can't, you got, you got people, you got kids in your house, your kids should know mm -hmm. what, whether yes. a gun's loaded, whether it's unloaded, whether it's what it is. You, mm -hmm. you have people that have no idea. This is not the Wild West where everybody had a gun and you go out, you had to go out and shoot your meal and everything. The right. biggest part about most people is... They have to go to the grocery store and pick up a chicken out of the freezer. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to shoot that chicken. It's already dead. Him or killing them or anything <laughs> oh, like that. Right. So right. Uh, not everybody should have a gun. I, you know, and I agree kind of in between the two of them. Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, we don't need to hand out guns at the hospital. But, you know, I also don't <laughs> agree that not everybody should have a weapon. I think that anyone who chooses as a right as an American uh, should be allowed to have a weapon. Uh, carry that weapon in any way they they see fit for their own protection um, you know I mean there are training uh, facilities there are ways for people to learn safety uh, on how to handle that firearm and you know that is the that is the responsibility of the citizen to take themselves to those areas and and learn that um, or learn it from family members or learn it from you know the military or learn it you know however they choose to uh, to learn those, the, you know, get that training, learn that safety um, is their choice. Um, but I believe that, uh, you know, everyone as a citizen um, over the age of 18 or 21, which we can discuss later, Caleb, um, <laughs> should should have that right as a as an American citizen. Um, so, you know, that's just that's just how I feel about it. Now, this bill, which was uh, which is bill House Bill 227. Um, and that's not a reference to a 80s sitcom. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, was presented with uh, the idea that 
um, you know, the concealed concealed carry without a license. Um, you know, it's just basically regarding to um, or regards with uh, the idea that the, the Constitution does not require a license. The Constitution does not require training. It does not require an application. It just says right to bear arms. Um, so I think the idea is that we're wanting to get laws back to the way in which they were intended when they were first established. Um, I do understand that uh, there will be an argument that at that time it was a different um, landscape that we lived in. Um, there was there was less uh, law. There was less laws. It was more of a lawless uh, society. Uh, people moving west. There was a lot more going on um, in our society at that time. And you know, carrying a weapon was a lot more important. Uh, today we don't need to you know hunt our food. We don't need to. Um, you know, protect ourselves on a daily basis. Um, and that is definitely an argument that can be on the other side. Um, you know, I, I think that weapons are there in today's society for the idea that you never know when you're going to be in a situation where you're going to need it. Um, you know, for example, we live near Dayton, Ohio, and just a couple of years ago, we had a active shooter situation in Dayton's Oregon district. Um, where a, a, a young man uh, took a rifle and a handgun, and um, he ended up killing, um, I think, it was six or seven people, injuring you know many many others, um, and you just you just never know. Those people I know, those people didn't go down there that night expecting to walk into a situation like that. Um, it was it was thrust upon them by somebody who, um, you know, was was you know just not in their right mind. Um, so, you know, in those situations, I think guns are important. I think they can be there to um, assist if somebody had been uh, carrying that night and had been close to where that started. They may have been able to save a few lives um, that didn't, you know, didn't need to be affected that night. Yes. Um, so, you know, those are those are the situations where we need those things. Um, we need those those rights protected. Um, but I, I do agree that I, it does worry me that people that. Um, have not had the training, do not understand how to handle a weapon, um, will go and, you know, secure one uh, and carry it with them. And then if you're not understanding how to protect yourself, how to use that weapon, um, you're putting other people at risk, um, not just yourself, not just, um, you know, anybody in your own party, but anybody that's around you. Um, so what do you, what are your thoughts on that, Dad? Well, it's back to the old saying, it's better to have a gun and not use it than to need a gun and not have it. Right. Yep. No, I agree with that. Agreed. Okay, and the next topic is going to be the 1968 gun law. Uh, overall, the bill banned importing guns that have no sporting purpose, imposed age restrictions for the purchase of handguns, gun owners had to be over 21, prohibited felons, the mentally ill, and others from purchasing guns, required that all manufacturers or imported guns have a serial number and according to the ATF imposed stricter licensing and regulation on the firearms industry. Uh, this was following the assassination of President John F. Kennedy and uh, wanting to impose stricter gun laws. Um, these were mostly um, put into effect and proposed by um, Bobby Kennedy um, John, uh, John F. Kennedy's brother and uh, Martin Luther King, um, one of our principal civil rights activists, 
um, they decided to put this into place to try to restrict gun purchasing um, because following um, what happened with JFK, um, you know, our, the assassinator of him um, had purchased the gun through the mail, um, had done some things that, um, you know, obviously were not good. So um, let's move on and uh, talk about uh, this 1968 law. Uh, Dad, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, this uh, 1968 law uh, would never come into effect if uh, if uh, John Kennedy would have listened to the Secret Service and and been in a covered car. Uh, it, it, this was is totally ridiculous. And he, he uh, even though Oswald did buy the gun through the mail, uh, supposedly he shot him from a very long distance with a a gun that uh, was not uh, sighted in, and uh, it is possible. But uh, here again, we're, uh, we're making laws for the, the uh, people that abide by the laws and not for the criminals themselves. They should have just put a bigger uh, penalty on people that handled guns during crimes instead of keeping honest people from getting guns. That is awesome. I completely concur. I mean, this is great. It's like, you know, why would you put a penalty on somebody that doesn't even do anything? You know, it's, you haven't committed a crime, so I'm going to place 15 steps into you buying a gun rather than just enforcing more gun you know uh, enforcing more penalties on people that use guns in violent crimes yeah yeah you have any thoughts on this Caleb uh, I mean I kind of agree with what Gary said I mean I, I mean, there's. I mean, he pretty much summed it up exactly like what Paul said. He mm-hmm. I, he concurred. I concur because what he said makes sense, and like the law itself, just uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this was a knee-jerk reaction on the part of the brother of our assassinated president. Which you know, there, was and, a, there was a lot of knee-jerk so, reactions with. Right, following that incident, <laughs> yes, um, but I mean, this is something that was placed in effect. Um, with the idea that it would make it more difficult for someone like Oswald uh, to get a weapon that would then be able to carry out a crime like this. Um, I don't think that does what they're trying to accomplish. Like uh, like Dad said, um, it just keeps guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens um, because law-abiding citizens are the one, only ones who follow laws. Uh, criminals are going to get guns. They're going to find them a way to get them some way shape or form um steal you know borrow you know purchase whatever in some way shape or form they're going to get that um but you know it's not going to it's not going to keep them out of the hands of the people that are going to use them for um some type of ill will or or you know some kind of violent crime um but um does anyone else have anything else to add to that All right. Well, I think that's all we have to say today. Well, that was today's topic. I hope you enjoyed our candid conversation. If you have any comments about our conversation today, please email us at wick.splaining at gmail.com. 
And even Donnie has something to say. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, all right. And just to wrap that up, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you.